Welcome to Event Marketing Redefined, a show where we teach you how to create immersive and meaningful face-to-face experiences that drive real results for your business. I'm your host, trade show and event marketing expert, Matt Kleinrock. Now let's get started. Welcome everybody to Event Marketing Redefined. We are live at Exhibitor Live, day two. I am here with Jacqueline Gillio from Vertex One. She is an event marketer with them and here for the CTSM program. Jacqueline, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Jacqueline, tell me, what are you doing here? Well, my main reason is for the CTSM program. Cool. I'm a CTSM candidate, and so I'm working towards that. And hopefully by the end of next year, I will be a graduate. Good for you. So that's the main thing. But also looking for a new exhibit house Very for cool. our company. So scoping out all the new things that they have in the industry. That's awesome. What? So looking for a new exhibit house, is there anything in particular, like any conversations or dialogues or things that you're interested in that you're like wanting to learn and hear about while you're here? But definitely all the new up and coming trends, because being new to the event space and the utility space specifically, I'm not sure how to showcase what we are really trying to achieve, which is all about revolutionizing our experience with our portal. And so wherever people have um, advice, I'm all ears. That's cool. So you're really trying to get to these trade shows and and amplify sort of like your software, right? The software, correct? Mm -hmm. And trying to find creative ways to engage your customer. Yes, sir. Stand out, attract, drive leads. Absolutely. All the good stuff. Mm -hmm. I like that. All the digital engagement. (laughs) I like it. Any cool classes so far that like really stuck with you or anything that was said or like a good takeaway? Um, There are some really good booth design classes that really shocked me because I thought... I knew how to put a booth together, but you learn more and more every day. Yeah. Oh, I'll bet you do. (laughs) As a event marketer, right? What leading up to a show, building out a program, a campaign leading into a show, what worries you? What keeps you up at night? Oh, good question. So what keeps me up at (laughs) night? Nothing personal. Don't go go dark on us. Uh, Let's see. What keeps me up at night (laughs) is really just making sure that we get good qualified leads at Mm. the shows that I have executed everything that we want to from beginning to end and the end being good qualified leads. So really putting all my energy into something that's a bust is kind of scary. So making sure we really know our targets and the leads that we want to go after is very important for us. Do they vary by show for you or are they typically always the same just in different shows? So with us being in the utility space, we have different areas. So water, electric, gas. So there are definitely different target markets that we are trying to reach. In that, I think that for our bigger shows, we're like next week at CS Week, Mm -hmm. it's all about the customer experience. So we're trying to hit anybody who deals with customer experience, digital engagement, that sort of thing. For more of our smaller shows Mm -hmm. like AWWA Ace, which is more focused- (laughs) <laughs> you nailed that. Thank you. That good. Um, I practiced. Nice. Um, so for shows like that, we tend to zone in more on the water okay. utility section. Yeah. And so um, those do get more yeah. specific in the C-suite level executives and that sort of thing. So like your game plan kind of has to change, right? Absolutely. Like your strategy, your conversations, your, your engagement. Mm-hmm. I'm sure your pre-show marketing, post-show marketing. All that's evolving show by show based on the audience, correct? Absolutely. And some shows there will be 3,000 people at, and some shows there will be 200. So mm-hmm. that also makes a huge difference in how we do our pre-show marketing as well. How are you guys doing with, like, measurement 
ROI. There's a lot. I've had a lot of conversations this week about that. There's some that are like full bore, like super yeah. deep into it. Some that are like just getting started into it. Where are you guys at and what does that look like for you? Yeah, so we actually do something a little bit different than ROI. We do ROX, which is return on experience. I love that. So that is our big, that is our big thing. We like to say that experience is everything. And so we're really zoning in on how the portal makes people feel. It's, mm. it's not sexy. It's, it's not flashy. So we really have to showcase that we are accessible, that we have whatever you need at the tips of your fingers, data, all that good stuff. I like the, the utility concept, trying to make it sexy, software. Yes, I think it's cool, right? Because like you'd, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's not the sexiest thing ever, but let me tell you something. To somebody that's using your software, they're reliant on it. Absolutely. They're dependent on it, right? So how can you make their life easier? How can you show them that you're making their life easier? Yep. And that's really kind of you saying, hey, look, these are the problems that we solve. And I think doing it, you're saying return on experience Absolutely. is huge. Had a guest on yesterday. Should meet her. I think Bianca. Okay. She talked a lot about how is somebody leaving your space feeling emotionally? Yes. The five senses are very important. Yeah. Even down to the smell, which some people don't even realize. But when people walk into your space, even like a Starbucks, when you walk mm. into a Starbucks, what do you smell? Mm. Coffee. You're like, ooh, that smells good. I want a, I want a coffee. So that's the same thing. And, and even in a bigger space like this, there are still certain ways with food, with candles, different things like that to make the whole experience come to life. Yeah. I think that the concept of beginning with the end in mind, right? When you're strategizing is, in my opinion, what a true event marketer is, say, versus like an event planner who's planning things up. Event marketers kind of thinking down the line, Absolutely. what are the results, my customers, and then starting at the beginning and saying, let's now build this strategy Absolutely. out. Absolutely. That's one of the biggest things that I've learned through the CTSM program cool. is really starting from the back and working, realizing your end goal and then going from there, not just saying, oh, we have a show coming up. Let's go from point A to point Z. But really knowing where your point Z is is so important. You know, you're actually at that point. You're sort of making sure that your ideas, your engagement, your marketing, everything you're doing that you think is a cool idea, mm -hmm. that it goes back to what your foundation is yes there's a know? lot of fluff in exhibits so there's a lot of sometimes things that aren't necessarily necessary and so you really have to pick which one is going to give me like i said an rox so other than just being flashy and in your face yeah. and that sort of thing what where's the information also has to be there at the same time i like that it's really cool what are you seeing in events trade shows five ten years down the line anything that is gonna like jump out at you or that you you know you think will happen oh good question so i think one of the things that will happen in the future is a more immersive immersive feel to the booth it's yeah. not just you walking up to a booth and seeing a backdrop and seeing okay they do this this is how many customers they serve and mm. got it it's going to be more of a 360 4d yeah. feel and yep. experience yeah. i believe I think that's a really good point I was talking about this yesterday. My buddy, CEO of Hamilton Exhibits, Jason yeah. Weddle, we're having a full conversation about it. And him and I are just firm believers, like it's not even just the exhibitor and the exhibit house building a space. It's that the show, 
and the organizers and the associations. Everybody needs to be thinking about experience Absolutely. when you go in person, right? Because the attendees got to get value. The sponsor exhibitors got to get value. Absolutely. And everybody's got to want to be there. Yeah, you pay money to be here. You want to get your money's worth. And there's a big difference between going to a hotel and just being in a lobby in a conference room versus something like this, which... Yeah where they have their branding everywhere outside. They have huge decorative signs where you can take pictures in front of the schedule being blown up to, you know, a full scale thing to really immerse everybody in this experience of being at Exhibit Live. What are some of your like professional goals for you? Like where you're at now, what you're doing? You have like a next step you want to get to? Is there something you're interested in doing? I would definitely like to be one of the big dogs in this industry. Having the booth that's 40 by 40 mm, instead of the cool. 10 by 10s. Having a name that people are looking forward to like, oh, they're at this event. That means we need to be at this event mm-hmm. as well. So definitely gaining traction and yeah. being one of the big dogs one day. You know, one thing I would maybe suggest is like at those events, like running little pop-up off-site activation things, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure you guys may already be doing, but I find like it's something that's talked about, but at the end of the day, not a lot of people really, really do them or they really don't do them well. Yeah, like social events and stuff like that, off-sites. Yes, we have a great one coming up at Topgolf that we're really excited about and we're we're giving away our branded a golf bag and a putter. So yes, that's something that people can go home and be like, guess what I did this weekend? Guess who sponsored it? Um, those are the big ones. So, yes. I like that because you get good bonding, good rapport. Good, Absolutely. That's the face-to-face, right? Yeah. Once you get people away from the main traction of the show and get them in their own element, yes. like at a place like Topgolf, they can really be themselves and they can really talk to you man-to-man rather mm-hmm. than businessman-to-businessman, which is really important because that's where you get the details. That's where yeah. you get to really know your guest and your potential clients as well. What do you think... Most event marketers, good event marketers, what do you think they're looking for in their partners? That is a very good question. Definitely flexibility, I believe, and and wanting to do things, like you said, with the social events, wanting to pair with them, and also coming together and saying, we, this is our goal, this is our goal, let's come together and make it an even bigger goal mm-hmm. that we can both achieve in the process. Yeah. How do you guys analyze? I'm sure there's some trade shows you've gone to just because you've always gone or you've just been there. Absolutely. How do you analyze shows? So ROX, (laughs) absolutely. That is our big thing. So we really try to hone in on who is going and attendee-wise. That's good. And knowing, will will they find us valuable? Mm -hmm. So thinking outside the box of other than just what other exhibitors are going to be there, what attendees are going to be there. So then, therefore, we can showcase which part of our business being in a portal, we have a lot of different aspects to yeah. it that come together. So knowing which aspect to portray is one of the bigger parts. Because sometimes we don't need to portray our whole portal. We just need a certain part of it, VX Pay or VX Engage, little things like that, that really add up to the bigger picture. What I find is interesting with software people, I just put you guys in a box, by the way. Like, at a show, a lot of people get stuck on like top of the funnel, middle funnel, bottom selling, moving, right? We we have some clients, we have these cool conversations where they're like, hey, we had a lot of customers at these shows, yep. actual customers. And one day, it was a couple of years back, we kind of dove into it. We're like, well, tell me about the experience with the customer versus the prospect. And they're like, oh, it's so different. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, 
boots not really set up like what experience are you taking the customer through versus Absolutely. the prospect Absolutely. and then making those changes was really cool do you guys have that at your shows where you have customers versus prospects and like do you treat them differently do you have different sort of like engagements for them yeah so all of our sales team beforehand knows exactly who's going to be there and we have made that connection beforehand to tell them to come to our booth. Yep. So we know, you know, who's going to come by our booth and what we want to talk about with them. For potential clients, it's more us doing the, what is it called? Where you're really like trying to figure piece? out, where you're trying to figure out if they're actually going to be. Like you're qualifying the them? Yes, per se? thank you. Yeah, like qualifying. you're trying to figure out who That's they the are word. and like, so, are they, uh, yeah, yes. I understand. Because we are a very specific in that sense to where mm. not everybody needs us. Yes. So it's very important for us to hone down. We also do a lot with partners. So at our event yeah. next week, we have a specific section just for our partners to come and hang out just mm -hmm. so we can interact, see what's new with them. They can yep. find out what's new with us. And so we can really form that bond further than just yeah. over text and over emails. I think it's interesting what you said about that, like, you have to qualify just as much as they're qualifying. Yes. It's, so all, when you're it's almost like speed dating. You have yeah. to figure out whether they're right for you just as much as you're right <laughs> for them. <laughs> it's a really good example. It's true. Really true. Yeah, that, that software reference I made about like the customers and stuff. We had a client that was really interesting where a lot of their customers that were coming to them, they like wanted help with the software. Yeah. So we, we like helped them set up this whole demo, just set area. It was more comfortable, relaxed, more friendly. It was like where they could sit and say, okay, let's roll through some of the problems you're having. Yes. They started fixing problems on site. Mm -hmm. Game changer. Absolutely. When they did that, then they could deal with the prospects on their own versus their customers and say, hey, like, walk me through the issues that you're having. It yeah. was really engaging in that piece. Whenever you get face-to-face -face with people, you yeah. really get a deeper connection and get that conversation yes. on a different level than you can, like I said, over email. Yeah. So. I think that's the beauty of face-to-face, -face, right? Absolutely. That's, why, that's it... why I love doing this. I'm so outgoing and just I love talking to people and it's so different having to send them a message over yeah. email or teams versus talking face to face. So I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I think that's why people thrive in it. I think that's why it won't go anywhere. I mean, virtual is cool and there's going to be a lot of good stuff done through virtual. Virtual and face to face will just have different lanes absolutely. and produce different results. Yeah, know? and I don't think this is ever going to go away. People no. thrive on this. It's awesome. What's some of the maybe like coolest experience you've had in events? It could be anything. It could be like trade show booth you executed. It could be an offsite thing. It could be just anything that you were involved in that you thought was really cool, you enjoyed. That is a very good question. I've Not me personally, but my company actually took a huge group of people to a concert and they mm -hmm. got box seat tickets for That's them. Nice. And it was just such a memorable experience that even 10 years later, they're still talking about uh, how amazing it was. ROX. Take, yes, said taking it, people out of the typical happy hour at a restaurant taking and really immersing them like in houston going to the rodeo really experiencing things in the location that you are takes it from just another event yeah. to something that people are really going to remember love that you also came full circle on the return on experience which was really good yes what kind of advice do you have to maybe a fellow event marketer someone like yourself just getting in just starting out other than telling them to get in the CTSM program, right? Yeah. Think they should. What would you recommend? What kind of advice do you have for them? Definitely networking. Networking yeah. is so huge. And I feel like some people kind of brush it under the rug, think it's overrated. They get kind of nervous maybe talking to people they don't know. Being outgoing and putting yourself out there is huge. You make connections that you never mm -hmm. thought you had with people. They can help you do other things like meet partners that you never knew existed. 
different things like that. So really being outgoing and putting yourself in in first timer networking events and that sort of thing, I think really takes it from just being an attendee at, a, at an event to really immersing yourself in the yeah. experience. Do you, do you have do you have any like content you're listening to any community that you're involved in that you're like professionally growing with or into? So there was a Fayetteville Young's Professionals. It's just a group of professionals in my community, Fayetteville, North Carolina, that we get together about once a month and really just talk about what's going on and, and how we are doing in the business world. What's it called, Anne? Well, this one's called Fayetteville Young Professionals, but they oh, have cool. them in all different cities and everything. So Any marketing stuff? In particular, that not you like at the moment, but I'm definitely looking to dive more into it. Well, you guys are, and you're software, right? Yes. There's a podcast called Revenue Vitals. I might recommend. Okay, awesome. It's not really event leaning, but there's some event stuff. Yeah. But definitely like marketing, I I probably recommend that. Absolutely, that's well, great. Yeah, because you seem like somebody that wants to get better all the time. <laughs> Always. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, you're not going up; you're going down, right? <laughs> hey, I uh, absolutely believe that to be true. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about like specific engagement inside your booth currently, like something that works. Is there anything you guys are doing that like, that like works? Um, you like crushes with your end user. So I do. So a lot of a pre-event marketing is really important. For example, sending one sock in the mail mm. before they get there and saying, in order to get the other sock, you have to come to the booth. Different things like that really gets people talking and really gets that people stopping by yeah. and saying, what, what's going on? What's the deal with the sock? Why is everybody holding up a sock and walking around? So different things like that. I love the one sock. <laughs> it's it's definitely hit or miss with some people, it's but it's overall, it's been pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Let's end on that because I think that's cool. One sock. <laughs> awesome. Sounds um, good. <laughs> Jacqueline, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for talking. Keep pushing. And glad you're at the CTSM program. Glad you're here. It was good to meet you. Yes, thanks for having me. Awesome. You've been listening to Event Marketing Redefined. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast player. Want to learn more about how to make your next event stand out? Follow me, Matt Kleinrock, on your LinkedIn or join our Facebook community. Thank you for listening.